a Shishkin Productions podcast. No, look, look, I've always been punk and rock. Sounds like a narc. I've always been punk and rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you a cop? Wanting drugs? Um, <laughs> yes. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of The Sizzle Reel. What we're up? here. We're, we're doing it. We got a big one for you guys today. It's it's a, it's a two-parter. It's a two-parter. We have to record in two separate sessions. Which is this is the first time we're ever going to have to do that, really, yeah. I think. Normally, we just say, we're going to, quote-unquote, take a break, and then we start rolling again 10 seconds later. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, no sometimes break. we do a little bit of research. One time, you and Mike Bliss had a race. That's true. That happened. That's true. I thought that was on the front end. There might have been. No one really knows. Maybe it was during the the break. I think it was during the break. Sometimes you got to get some calisthenics in the middle just to get going, you know? Yeah. Get um, the energy back up. Speaking of breaks. Yeah. The IATSE strike, it might be happening. It, I don't know. It might be happening. Uh, we we might be dating ourselves. We're not sure. They uh, approved the strike. Yes. But, you know, they're still in talks. Uh, as of right now, I think they're still in talks today. Mm. Maybe they'll come to a resolution by the time this comes out. But yeah, the day we're recording this the Friday before and they uh, IATSE and AMPTP are still talking. Yeah. So, and I believe so it happens. was like an overwhelming vote uh, to strike. It was above 95 percent, 98 percent, 98 percent of like 52,000 people. Exactly. <laughs> and and there was a massive voter turnout, I think. I yeah. think over 90 percent turned out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why, why can't we do this in America? Yeah. It's like, uh, oh, wow. Let's 98 percent of the people think that they should strike. Uh, I guess something is very wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a systemic problem. Clearly, but I mean, we'll see what happens. Let's let's see if they can get the the contract going or whatever. I I don't have much faith in it, but it says that uh, IATSE president Matt Loeb and AMPTP president Carol Lombardini have had a record, a perfect record of major contract talks without a strike. So. They've never had a strike in the past. I don't know what that really means. Does that mean people have been being mistreated for a long time? Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know. Does that does that mean really once knows. they get to the table, they bend over easily and yeah. uh, you know just take whatever they can get? I mean, they both look like pretty pretty wild people. Like, Do they? Yeah. yeah. Like she looks like she's about to fuck you up. Yeah. Well, and and I mean. he looks like a like a fat mob boss to he, be honest. He kind of reminds me of Jeff Garland, but like mean. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. a mean version of Jeff Garland. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't get in a fight with him. He'd sit on me. <laughs> he got you. Uh, Chris, where can people, uh, what can people do to, to get in touch with us before we really get going? Well, it? really, really, you got to call the cold line. You must. That's 332-333-4361. Leave Brr. us a message. Brr. Yeah, leave a message. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter at Gang. Also, Gmail, Gang at gmail.com. We are on Patreon. That's really important. Shishkin Productions. <laughs> so important. <laughs> $5 gets you into the Discord. It gets you into the happy hours. It gets you into our lives. My life. Um, <laughs> wait, yeah. wait, wait, we got more. Though. There's more. Yeah. Is, uh, wait, there's more. There's more. <laughs> uh, TikTok. We're Shishkin Productions on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there was one more thing that we wanted to promote that we thought about yesterday. We were like, damn, we got to start promoting this thing. And yeah. then we didn't do it. And I forgot it. And we didn't write it down. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there we go. That means that. You know, by the time we're done with this, when we get the headphones off and we're walking out of here, we'll go, oh, fuck, we should have talked about that. Yeah, that's all right. But you know what? If we think of it, we got a whole show. We're going to plug all this again at the end. Don't maybe it was Reddit it. related. Follow us on Reddit. Could have been. Real gang. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Um, speaking of, I, I went I went for it. I went for it. After, it. after a little bit, a while of contributing to this Reddit forum called about video editing called Editors, 
I went for it. I put up a post, Chris. I put up post-production slash industry podcasts, and uh, I coyly tried to plug. Of course. Yeah, of course I was like, did. oh, uh, here's our little podcast. But what other podcast do you like? But in reality, it was like, hey, listen to our podcast. Um, and some, some person called Ethan underscore Lethal said, I absolutely love This Is Real. I've listened to all the available episodes. That's How crazy is that? So cool. Ethan, All the Ethan available please episodes. call in to the, the cold line and just, just let us know that you actually exist. I mean, I, I see that y- you're, you're on Reddit, but for all we know, that's just one of our friends playing uh, a prank on us, making yeah. us feel better than we actually are. That's not, that's not me. <laughs> that's, not, that's not my fence. You're astroturfing out here. My Reddit. <laughs> um, uh, no, but then you know what he did say? He did say he's got notes. Yeah. So, yeah. Chris, I'm going to read you Ethan's notes. Please and You kind of address them as you wish. Okay. He says specifically, Chris, you really no, talk. He, he did. No, he, he said, doesn't. Chris, you touch on really interesting topics. Editor burnout, working all nighters, eight millimeter porn. But <laughs> it's a light touch, which a lot of people would be proud of having a light touch. But yeah. he says, Chris, specifically, Chris, you need to discuss these things more in depth, ah. like the central focus of each episode. Damn, you don't like the finesse. You want to get into the... Uh, Ethan Lethal does not like the finesse. He wants that deep shit. And that's why today we're going to bring him some real deep stuff. You know, I I do think those are valid criticisms. We don't get that deep into it. He's right. I mean, or they're right. I don't know who they are. They're right. But they also said, you know, I also said, full disclosure, we very often wander from straight editing talk. So if you're looking for strictly post talk, this may not be for you. Yeah, I thought what it is. Yeah, as as a podcast, I don't think we would be able to maintain it as I would, on, on 54 episodes if yeah. we only talked about post. Maybe the way that we like need to start pitching it is this isn't like talk about post production. This is if you came and sat in our edit suite, mm-hmm. this is kind of what we would go off on. Exactly. Like we would end up talking about this kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, you know? we're very day in the life. It's like, here. yeah, we'll we'll talk about like why PCs are like shitty, but then we'll also, you know, end up somehow turning it into like an anti-capitalist maneuver. Yeah, that, that happens a lot. That's life. Here. That's life. Um, right. Before we get to, we got two guests on the first segment. It's going to be wild. You guys are going to hear four voices and you're not going to know who's who because we're not going to introduce them. Probably. Oh, wow. Yeah. They, they, don't worry. They're, they're friends of the podcast. It's They've tricky. been on before. Yeah, you know them. Um, but before we get to them, real quick, real quick rundown this week. What was going on in your life, Chris? What were you up to? Uh, lots of lots of final deliverables. Uh, we had uh, that World Cup qualifiers project that we've been talking about for a couple of weeks, been working on for a month or so. Yep. Um, the first three episodes were delivered this week, one on Monday, one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday. Yeah. And, uh, you know. They're the, all live now. They're all live. You can go to the MLS Major League Soccer YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, probably the three most recent videos posted. Well, and, on when this post, there'll probably be like highlights and oh, shit. Good point. Good just point. type, just just go and look up. Uh, I don't even the octagon, right? Is that what they called it? Yeah, that's what they called it. It's weird though, because in the in, in the titles on YouTube, they're doing their like algorithm stuff, oh, so right. it's like question based. But yeah, uh, like, I think one of like them's like one cool trick that the U.S. <laughs> could use to get to the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, will L tree qualify or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And then like they have like a red circle in the thumbnail and an arrow, and you're like, what is that? I got to click on this. exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, it basically chronicles. Uh, the the last few years of World Cup success or lack of success for U.S., Mexico, and Canada, and the future where where it lies for each team. Exactly, exactly where the, the where they're trending. Bright. Future's bright. I'd yeah. say future's bright for all of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a Concacaf is doing really well. I think they're they're really getting better as a region overall. I feel like those things actually felt really cool. They're like six minutes each about. 
and they're they are wall-to-wall music i have a feeling that like right now they they play very much as like web content right yeah, like yeah. as a youtube video but those things have like the potential where at the end because we got two more episodes to do at the end with all the shit we got i'm pretty sure there is a way to weave like a 45 minute type story out of those oh yeah and not have wall-to-wall music and give it real moments like of natural stuff and it could be turned into like a pretty fun video you know i think we would need a lot more access for that yeah. and like it would need to be shot specifically for this so like typically right. in, the, in the past when they've done these episodes uh they're they're shooting specifically for it and this one was more of a i don't want to say it was found footage but you know there was a lot of archival exactly a lot of archival stuff and a lot of kind of coordinating with different soccer uh like federations, federations and, yeah. yeah and and i mean it was it was actually completely insane like i think we touched on this a little bit last week we pulled a bunch of youtube stuff then at the 11th hour uh u.s soccer cleared a bunch of footage for us to use but uh shout out to the producer uh kyle green legend he had to deal with so many different entities to clear all of this footage like yep obviously major league soccer right but that's that's them U.S. Soccer Federation. He had to deal probably with the Mexican national team, the Canadian national team. They also were including footage of like Honduras and Panama and stuff like that. So probably had to deal with them. Uh, He also had to deal with the networks. So that would be like TUDN, Fox, Univision, whatever, all of those. Um, And on top of that, you know, most likely had to deal obviously with booking the players for the interview i mean yeah so it's, it's so, so much many work. moving parts yeah. on this shit so exactly and so, no, shout speaking, out to him. speaking of tudn there's a small chance that the the mexico uh episode yep. might yep. air on tudn yeah and uh we might end up doing a cut down of the canada episode to put on tsn exactly yeah so there you go that could be that could be pretty fun um one thing that you touched on as a pain point was delivery yeah delivery. You went through a million rounds of delivery but this one was different because Again, it was just so much crunch in the timeline that we were like, well, we don't know if it's going to get approved, but we need to send it off to color. And this is the day we have booked. And of course, it comes back from color and sounds and then there's changes. So we yeah. kind of had to. Basically, we sent everything off to color and sound. And usually once that happens, you don't want anything else to change. Right. But just because of the nature of this project, we got a whole lot of footage at, at the 11th hour, like you said, and we had already sent it off to color and and sound so like we kind of had to find spots for this new footage and like redeliver a couple things because they came in after deliverables mm-hmm. and so you know i was we were talking earlier about how how we name our finals like because yeah. for a long time i would get rid of any version number and just mark it as final and put it put it in a folder and then, and then you, you end up with actual final yeah exactly super final no this is the final for real yeah. or final underscore do not use that's e- what i always do exactly exactly <laughs> so i mean recently for this project at least what i've been doing is i just keep the version number on it i still write final at the end mm-hmm. uh just because it's like i'm sending them as a group of final deliverables right. and i, I want whoever's getting it to to, to know, know that, yeah. that I'm not expecting notes on this. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But now just for organizational sake, you know, I, I delivered a V7 final for Canada and then there was one small like audio hiccup that I had to fix. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one was on me actually, but then it turned out to be a V8. Final. It was a V8 final. And I'm like, man, I'm glad that I kept the version number in it. You because to. You yeah, gotta do yeah. it. we got to change the post, uh, the little post one sheet document. Oh, yeah. To yeah. Say that. The Bible, the Bible. 
you know, the Bible, man. The Bible, it, if it, it was five pages. It was written in the post-Bible. <laughs> um, all right, well, look, let's let's do it. We've had a pretty long segment so far yeah. already. Let's bring on our two guests waiting patiently here. One of them participating and laughing along and looking around, and the other staring off into the distance, giving me the middle finger. <laughs> um, they went with us to Tree Fort. Uh, and by and us, I mean, you mean not I'm, me. And by us, I mean you. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, they went with, with, they went to Tree Fort. We all went to Tree Fort. You were there in spirit. I did not go um, to Tree Fort. I want to make that clear. You were there in spirit. Uh, it was a great time. And you had a great time in spirit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we, yeah, it was fun. And, um, you know, if you listened, you, you already know, quick breakdown, it's a music festival and we do social media coverage for it. Uh, and these two folks we have on right now. We're one of our uh, video teams. We got Amy Gassaway. You guys know her. No one love her. She's been on before. And we got Air Vince One. You guys know him. I don't know if you love him, but he's here. Yay, yay. Yay, yay. What's up, Vince? What's up, hello, Amy? Hello, hello. So how, uh, how how was the recovery from Boise? You guys made it back. We made it back. Uh, I would say I'm fully recovered over the jet lag. Got caught back up on sleep and back to regular programming. How about you? Uh, I hit the ground running when I came back to New York and I was like, wow, I was just in the middle of nowhere and now I'm in the middle of somewhere. Um, I know Alexi and I, we did a little uh, post-Boise hangover, a.k.a. we went to grungy little bar down the way and played some pool and we went to Anchored in. had some brewskis mm. and that kind of helped me subside the uh, city anxiety and... You know, I'm back in action over here. We, um, Vince wore his favorite shirt, the one that says, I'm a catch. Yeah. But, but oh, because, the bitch of, shirt? Yeah, because of the way it looks, it kind of looks like it says, I'm a bitch. I'm still waiting to be gifted that same shirt, but with I'm a bitch on it. So worry, we'll, Christmas we'll, is coming we'll and it. you know what I want. So, uh, we'll get it going. Deliver. All right. So this was your guys' first time in Boise, first time at Tree Fort. Um, we've all been to Tree Fort for a first time. I had a first mm -hmm. time at Tree Fort. You had a first. Actually, I think I we thought, were there together. Yeah, I think our first time was in 2014, right? Right, I think so, yeah. And that was uh, a mind fuck. Um, and actually, the Airbnb we stayed at, um, we, me and Vince this time, stayed at one that was just a few blocks away. So it was actually very similar. Oh, that, that one where we were there for like a day for and like then we day. went to Amber and Ben's? Yeah, and then actually, she got to meet Amber and Ben, so it was a whole time. But you, you, you guys, what? how'd you how'd you feel about Boise? What are some of your big takeaways? And also, what'd you learn at the festival in terms of production and all that kind of stuff? Oh, well, one thing about Boise that I'm going to say, it is dry AF. Big Obviously, thing. it's a high desert. We know this. I've heard this. But I was not anticipating how dry it actually was. So I was really happy to be back to the New York humidity. Never thought I would say that. <laughs> um, but yeah, Boise's a cute little town. Everything's very convenient. I don't really know what it's like outside of Tree Fort. You know, there was a lot going on. People were out and it was active. Um, I'd be curious to see if it's that same energy. Um when the festival isn't going on. I'm going to go ahead and say, hell no. <laughs> I do not um, think it is. But it was, it was an amazing time. It was equal parts work and fun. It was a lot, a lot of work. Um, very exhausting. But at the same time was the most fun. I had a great week. And the beauty of it is because of the way we do it, there's three sh shooting teams. So it's, it's fairly low stakes. Like it is exhausting, but at the end of the day, like the ask really is like, did you get 
three shots of this band. If you did, you did your job. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I guess when I say work, I don't mean that it was simple work. It's just a lot of it. A lot of work. Yeah. You're you're running around. You're going to different venues. You're, um, you know, outside in the heat during the day and then it gets cold at night and you're just basically out all day. But you're having so much fun. It doesn't really it doesn't feel like work, even though there is definitely a job that needs to be done. Do do you kind of want to set up uh, what the workflow was so yeah. people kind of understand what we're talking about. Sure, sure. Um, Vince, you want to dive into that? Uh, workflow, yeah. So basically what we had, we had kind of an itinerary of all the bands playing per day and uh, we were assigned in pairs to go um, film um, the bands in our itinerary. So some of them were in the same venue. Some of them were different venues. The good thing about the festival is that all the venues were basically in walking distance. And what we did was we would show up to the venue, record a couple of shots, and either we'd decide to stay and watch the rest of the band or we'd wander and go elsewhere. And then it was kind of like a scavenger hunt. I mean, we once we got the lay of the land and what the festival was like, we were able to identify what other shots we wanted. So I know, you know, during COVID, they had um, a tent there with people getting their vaccine shots. So we knew that was important, making sure that fans in the stands had their mask on um, and then just also filming the little activations here and there and just getting, you know, more moments. I mean, us as a team, all three, we were going to get the band shots, but I definitely knew that we needed to get more outside of that, including the art installations, a.k.a. the Mantis is the big praying mantis. <laughs> yeah. There was that, that inspired my Halloween costume. I'm being a mantis this year because of that. Um, Vince, you said a word. You said moments. Yes. And I remember, Amy, that was a big takeaway for you. You were talking about how you I, learned a lot about the moments. I yes. Uh moments was definitely the buzzword for me of the trip um you know for those of you who have listened before you might know that I don't have any type of background in production or post-production so I do more of the business side of things so all of this was new for me I learned so much about the production side but also post side and just kind of putting everything together and the word moments really stuck out. So um, tell me about that. The first night when like, cause we stayed up super late editing and that's yeah. where the moments thing really came up. Right. Right. So and for the record moments are <laughs> literally, that's what I edit around is like chunk. I call them chunks and moments like, yeah, build pre- chunks, build moments, put them together. Pre- pretty much any project we edit, we want moments. Yeah. Even with trailers, like exactly. I look for key bites, make chunks, then those are scenes and their moments and it happens. But well, yeah. Yeah. So the first night, um, well, the first day of the festival, I would say we got like we kind of all convened at the end of the the day's events. Um, the was footage like didn't two, come two in yeah, right? until maybe like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. So. I stayed up with Alexi and Evan, who was the other editor. And Past guest of the show, friend of the show. He might be on in the second half of the show. Who knows? <laughs> um, and yeah, I stayed up with them as they were, you know, like scrubbing through and just kind of picking the selects of the day's events. And I just kept hearing them say like, you know, oh, that's a great moment or we need to capture this moment or the moments, moments, moments like that word just kept coming up. And I feel like 
sitting there as Evan was going through and picking these selects and looking for the moment, I learned so much about then what needs to happen on the production side. So that was really helpful for me. I mean, I was super tired. I think we stayed up. I I think I ended up leaving at 4 a.m. I know they stayed up a little bit longer to continue working. Um, but yeah, that that really kind of molded the trip. And so I just kept saying like, oh, we got to get the moments. And, you know, it kind of turned into a joke. But in reality, I feel like I learned so much about the entire process. Um, it it kind of goes to to show like, how much you can learn by sitting in on the edit. You know, if you're like a production person who's never really been hands on in the edit or never really sat in on it, it, you're missing out because that's where you're going to learn the application of what you captured. You know what I mean? Like you can, if you can learn, it's, it's almost like, you know, skills, like you can read about how to fucking drive a Formula One car, but if you never drove the Formula One car, you're never going to understand it. You know what I mean? Or you yeah. were never a passenger in that car. You know, that's I an think, even better one. Yeah, I think um, understanding what the next person does or what the person before you has to do on the job that makes you better at doing your job. Yeah. Facts. So, like seeing the you know the editing part, it made me realize how to be more efficient on the production side and vice versa. Like seeing the production side, I think probably makes you more equipped to deal with the edit on the other end. hundred percent. Yeah. And then that's on, it's one of the biggest parts of making a video at all is you always underestimate how many people or groups of people or departments it has to go through and everyone needs to be on the same page. And that rarely happens. And that's, that's where you hit snags is is because, you know, not in this specific instance, but maybe the graphic team didn't understand the ask. You know, the right. producer didn't really communicate, communicate well. And then, it, you know, you get the graphics package and it's not exactly what you're looking for because, you know, the thing that always gets me about it is. It, I, when you say all that, it just makes me think of the legal department and how they always come in at the end and fuck shit up. And you're like, fuck you, legal. You don't know how many people worked on this shit. Like, fuck your stupid little, you know, concerns. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. That's why I have matters going back to the World Cup thing. That's why I have mad respect for KG for dealing with all that, because that is the hiccups. That's the yeah. road. Bumps, K- KG's you know so, I mean? so good at getting everyone on the same page. He's he's an incredible. Commu- Call him Ted Leo because he's the great communicator. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, Vince. You know, you've been kind of quiet over there. What uh, what'd you learn? What's your biggest takeaways from the festival? Is there anything that you're like, damn, uh, I didn't know this going into it. And now I'm aware of certain things or yeah. What would you learn? Hey, you and Chris have to be the QB. We got four people here. So I want to make sure I get the right catch. You jump on in, man. You yeah, jump yeah, on yeah, in. Yeah. You're a real catch. You know yeah, that? Yeah, I know. I, I am a catch. <laughs> <laughs> you got the joke. Um, okay. So the biggest, I guess the biggest takeaways for me, right? I mean, number one, this was the first time I went that far into the Northwest of the country. So just being in that environment was just totally new. Um, I will say for the record, Portland and Seattle are very, very different. They're much nicer. No offense, Boise. Shout out. I, I'm going to send this to the Tree Fort people. So no offense to Boise, but Portland is cooler. Let's go. And uh, originally, Boise just reminded me of like kind of like a roided out Gainesville, Florida. Uh, I can um, say that, yeah. Like a roided out. Like, you know, there's an uptown and a downtown. Uptown is where all the uh, posh, fratty, sorority type people. And Chris. then downtown yeah, is know, the, um, the, you know, the, hipsters, the hipster scene. Me. Um, I also kind of see, saw it as, you know, maybe this is kind of like a, a place where, cause you know, technically it seems like it's a college town. So maybe all the people from LA, SF, 
Seattle, Portland, you know, people who just want to get away to go to school. I felt like that was the type of environment that it served to. It, it is Honestly, a college town. Yeah. Boise yeah. yeah. It reminded me a lot of, I mean, I grew up in a college town. Nothing like Boise, but just it had that college town feel to yeah. it. Um, yeah. But sorry, Vince. Keep, yeah, where are we going, going with that? Um, so, yeah, I mean, the environment was cool. I like how eco-friendly it was with the scooters and everything like that. I think in terms of the festival itself. Um, and in terms of production. In terms of production as well. Um, you know, I guess my background, I'm kind of a, a jack of all trades when it comes to video production. So I shoot and edit. And I think when it comes to shooting, I'm so used to shooting the entire set. I'm not used to just popping in and out. So I think the difficulty for me was... You know, I don't know these bands. I don't know what these bands are going to do. It's really hard for me to AKA, you know, because I want to go in somewhere and expect the moment so I can get the shot. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm filming, you know, just a lot of 10, 15 second little clips here and there. And then, you know, getting really stoked when I do get something. Um, I think a shout out to Tyler, Tyler Bertram, who was also on the trip um, because he knew a lot of these bands. So he would, you know, we'd sit down we chill, we smoke. And then either he would go with me or he would just kind of text me and be like, oh hey watch out for this moment this guy's gonna jump in the crowd or this guy's gonna crowd surf and um that holds true this, to this one moment where i wasn't even covering this band where you know tyler's like oh yo get your camera out asap and this guitarist and i don't know what band but he literally grabs his chords the crowd separates and he just jumps right in. He runs into the crowd and then he's just rocking out to the mm -hmm. point where his guitar and his head is going to bash into the cement. <laughs> he just going ham Damn. and then he runs right back on stage and I was able to capture the moment. I ran to him and I ran right behind him and, and, and it made the cut. And that was just like one of my favorite scenes because, you know, going to these shows, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely into the music, but I'm really into the energy yep. that these crowds give the musicians and the musicians give these crowds. To me, that's what makes it work going to these types of shows and um well, seeing that, that in person was just fucking dope that's also the whole goal in the cover just to try to convey that energy yeah because like mm -hmm. the type of shit we do it they're like recap videos so we're not even hearing the sound from the picture so really getting the energy out of that picture is, is what's important but mm -hmm. that was that was an insane thing and yeah shout out to tyler i mean he's the the music coverage legend like he he knows how to cover mm -hmm. a show he knows what he's doing and i it, think we turned vince a little punk we turned tree, you and vince tree a little for, punk. I, I saw well you know it really got me back to my to roots. roots like yeah. i felt yeah. like roots. i was back in my you know high school we days had vince listening to the misfits we were walking through the boise airport and he was like <laughs> yeah hey, i know goddamn son of a bitch <laughs> no no vince i've always like in the mosh pit no, look, look, i've night. always been punk and rock uh, i mean that, those in terms of music that was my first love you know i started getting into music when I was like maybe 10 or 11. Sounds like a narc. I've and, always uh, been fucking yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you um, a cop, kids? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wanting drugs? Um, I, I, I would say my, yes. in terms of production, that was my favorite moment, that scene. And I think in terms of just the trip, my favorite moment was every night when we would get back into wherever we were hanging out, whether it was the hotel or whether it was the Airbnbs. And me, Airbnb's Tyler, and uh, Soup Shirt, Soup shirt, Brad Norton. Brad, Brad, yeah. Um, when we would sit there and, you know, we were drinking or we were smoking, but when we were reviewing each other's work as the editors were working, I thought that was such a dope moment because, number one, I get to see their shooting style. I get to see what they like. And then, number two, you know, we're just feeding off of each other, giving each other feedback, and it's like all love, right? It's not like a competition. It's not like you know, oh, you should have got this, you could have got that. Like we all got, I felt really good work and I felt like yeah. it really lend itself to it because, you know, 
I, I've recorded shows before, like I said, more long term or more uh, long form. Um, but just to be able to to work with them and get similar shots and, you know, it, it was a way of us bigging up each other. And I think that's really important in the world of production because so many times, you know, you run into other DPs or other editors and it gets very competitive where it's like, you know, you go to an art gallery and people are just talking shit about other people's work versus like camaraderie and just like actually admiring work. And I think that's a huge benefit of working on teams um, in the production world is to really learn off of each other and also feed off the energy where every day we were kind of like saying, okay, who's going to have the most cuts in the video this time? And what are we going to get? And that motivation and just having fun with that type of competitive nature versus like, oh man, my stuff's not good enough or I don't like this shot. Like that's super fun. And that's something that I, I really enjoy when it comes to any production that I'm on. Well, I mean, yeah, we had a very collaborative environment, but that's kind of art. Yeah. Art's collaboration. Yeah. It's not it competition. Was, it right? was very was, much like... That? I want to say Miles Davis. That's what I, th- I was like literally Googling it. I, 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 got, I got nothing. I, I, I got nothing. was just going to go with... It's like the old adage. <laughs> it's like that old adage. Art is comp- Art is not competition. <laughs> it's collaboration, it's not, yeah, what not a, competition. What, a, what an adage. Everyone knows that. Yeah, so so now we'll, we'll get more into the post-production side of it later. But That's the second half. But yeah. what was the 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 post-production handoff like for you guys i mean it was pretty it was pretty straightforward i mean you know we would go back and forth with evan he he was doing his own thing as well you know exploring and hanging out in the city so it would just be like all right you know i have i look at my 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 sd card i'm like all right well i have you know x amount of footage you know we coordinate we drop off and dump either he'd go with me or i go with him and he would upload the footage and then it would also be our chance to kind of take a break too and um, just kind of vibe out and you now, know. did you guys like sit down and talk about the kind of stuff that you had captured or did you just dump it yeah. on him and he figured it out it was a mix of both I mean I, I know we tried our best to when we saw him to be like hey we got this cool shot like beware of this or beware of that so kind of giving him the heads up and also you know it helped to like staying towards the end of the night when he's editing because I could be like he'll ask me a question like oh was there any more of this or did he get some of this? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also with Alexi and him coordinating with the Tree 4 team, um, sometimes they made special requests for certain artists. So just going back to them and saying, hey, I got that shot. You know, I got it during this day and this time because those special requests were sometimes the whole set. So. Right, yeah, we had a couple that they were like, hey, film these three songs in full with every camera. So oh, fuck, okay. All right. Well, and speaking of that, did you guys have to navigate any waters of, I know there was a, a rogue text message that went to the wrong group, but it was basically showing a, a set of bands that like had requirements that you couldn't shoot. Right. Did you guys have, have any issues navigating those waters or was it I pretty like straightforward? It wasn't, it wasn't it, that it bad. Was, No, I don't think the restrictions ended up getting in the way, but I think that's just because there's so much to cover there because it is such a massive festival and there's so much going on um you have a lot of options so if there's too much restrictions on this show you just find like a comparable show that's going to look the same and have the same energy um yeah i i mean alexi how what year is this of you doing not going to the festival but um doing oh, doing so like the their dailies actual and working, recaps and stuff yeah, um six like or seven? working the festival yeah probably say this is probably six or seven yeah yeah maybe maybe six because i think because we lost a couple of years there yeah damn yeah we did shit all right <laughs> pour, pour, <some laughs> pour some of this iced coffee six, out six of nine six of nine is a good Yo, a good streak yeah just, yeah. yeah i mean we're, we're killing it um and the next one's coming up i actually just went to the website it's already updated march 23rd to 27th 2022 wow. when we That's get off wild. of this pod i'm gonna go book the airbnb like i'm literally about to do that you should i'm gonna call megan right now um 
last thing before we before we wrap this up and go to break um amy went from like being absolutely frightened by some stuff the uber driver put in our heads Mm -hmm. on tuesday Mm -hmm. to uh and 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 the dryness had her she 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 reclused into her room like a hermit crab into a shell and waited and waited and then the next day after seeing the edit till 4 a.m., she went off and she turned into producer extraordinaire. I mean, she she was writing all these notes. She had all these set lists, but she had like not a set list, but this is the band's recovering from this time, this time, like everything, all the gaps filled in. She really put this motherfucker to yeah, work. A- Amy's get, getting into that producer category. Amy, what, what, how, how was that? I mean, yeah, you, you, you seem like you learned a lot on the producer side of things there. I always do better when I into the fire. when I have a job. So sometimes I know I need to like give myself a job so I can work more efficiently. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. The first day I kind of had a moment of uh, extreme anxiety and fear um, of too. a lot of situations. Well, I mean, let's just be straight up with it. What 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 we were told was that and we didn't know this, but we were told that like two weeks prior to this, there had been shootings in some of the venues yeah. that this was at. Yeah. Yeah. We, That's we, new news to we me. We didn't tell you that because we yeah, didn't want to freak Vince, you out. And there, Vince, damn, I, I kept things from you because I didn't want to like put my fear on you. But yeah, there were like shootings in venues. There was wow. like talks of this kind of extreme like libertarian yeah. semi white supremacist group that had apparently bought tickets and good we're thing gonna... i had my bulletproof vest on yeah, yeah. Man. and I mean, then you also always do. you're wearing I, know. Know. I have it under that's why my chest looks so and then on top of all that covid exactly and, i mean i knew that covid was bad but you know i knew the festival was like really careful with people being vaccinated and making sure that they were not testing positive and making sure people were wearing masks. Yeah, but yeah, like administering vaccines on, yeah, on, it was, on site as well. I think it all turned out really well. But the first day I I was bombarded with a lot of external information, which was all true and valid. But I had to like get out of my head. So we I had all, a moment we when I like really thought I was going to leave and just say, all right, I'm going to see you guys uh, back in we, New York. I think we all shared that moment. Yeah, we, we were we were in an Uber and it was me and you uh tyler and graham yeah and we were like holy shit like i was actually legit freaking out i think we yeah. all needed like a few hours to process that yeah. shit at least if not i the think whole you day. and graham ended up going and like just drinking more which was great yeah. <laughs> i went back to <laughs> my hotel and like yeah. i just kind of you know had to let it out and i took a couple hours to myself and then you know i said i'm here let's just do it yeah. and after that point i really just like put my head down gave myself a job and like really filled in all the gaps and was it went super, off it, it went off swimmingly yeah. and it demonstrated that art conquers all you know what yeah I mean? wow. super motivated to just like make the most of it and um to be a contributor to the the team which yeah. you know like vince said i think kind of seeing like the collaboration was amazing and also just everybody like hyping each other up the whole week was Mm. awesome like that's just great energy i'm gonna say i'm used to being the only brown person everywhere i go even in this office (laughs) god damn called out wow that's a great way to get to the break um well when we come back from the break we're gonna have another white dude on (laughs) evan evan mueller is gonna come on we're gonna talk post-production at tree fort um it's a knee slapper yeah um I mean, right before we bounce again, the next one, March 23rd to 27th, 2022, I'm going to be there. 
You guys will be I, there. My birthday week, Chris. I don't know. It's my I'm, birthday be, week, too. Oh, I'm going to be 35. I'm going to be 35 oh, March 28th. Birthday so. weeks. And the tip-off yeah. of March Madness. So we'll it's a, a wild time. On. Oh, shit. It's yeah. going to be March Madness. March Madness. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to take a quick thank break. Thank you so um, much for Yeah, of course. Thank us. you guys holla, for coming holla, holla. Always. I ain't no goddamn son of a bitch. Do you ever want to fall asleep to candlelight? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, I, just leave it burning all night. Uh, you know, I do that more times than I would like to admit. Yeah, I do that with the oven sometimes. You cannot leave a candle burning before you go to bed, but you should probably put on a candle to wind down. It's nice. It's lovely to just have a, a, a good scent. It relaxes you. It puts you in a good place mentally. You think of it like a little nightcap. Nightcap. That's one of my favorite scents from Smells Like. What? They have a scent called nightcap? Yeah, it's Merlot, black cherry, patchouli, and amber. Patchouli and amber. That sounds like a sitcom from the 70s, doesn't it? I bet it's a hilarious one that makes me feel good. And you kind of would want to fall asleep watching that sitcom. Well, you can. Go to SmellsLikeBK.com, put in promo code SIZZLE, you get 20% off. And you go ahead and follow Smells Like BK on Instagram. That's at smells underscore like BK. And don't forget, promo code SIZZLE. And make sure you turn that candle off before you go to sleep. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, pardon me. Welcome back, Sizzlers. Welcome back, Sizzlers. And, uh, you know, we just had a pretty good conversation about the production side of, of Tree Fort mm-hmm. that I wasn't at. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you learned. It felt like you were there after that conversation. Yeah, it totally felt like I, I learned something. Your Vince's misfits jokes and all that. But uh, for, for the second half, we're going to talk about the post-production side. That's right. And this is actually going to be very useful to me because there's, there's a small chance that I will be doing the, the post-production at the next Tree Fort. That's right. We'll, you, we'll you see what happens. You could be doing it. Yeah. And you're going to learn some little nuggets of wisdom uh, uh, when it comes to live event post-production from our man the I, emu himself look i don't need nuggets i need i need a whole you need chicken a whole breast heaping helping yeah and you're gonna get it we got the emu evan mueller what's poppin', evan welcome back hey, hey frequent guest of the show now i can start talking you that's it you're back you're in welcome how was uh how was your tree fort recovery it, it took me a few days i you know i got the covid test and came up negative and that was that was good you know congratulations hell yeah I watched some uh, that movie called No on the plane, which I thought was pretty good about the like the Chilean vote to get rid of Pinochet. That was good. Yeah. Oh damn, that's actually that actually sounds really interesting. I uh, you know what I watched on the plane? Uh, nothing. I don't like watching stuff on planes. I really? get too scared. I'm always scared on the plane. I just play a crossword puzzle, listen to a podcast. If it starts rumbling a little bit, I just grab the fucking seat and I sit there. I put everything away. Just sit there until it stops rumbling. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow, that sounds stressful. Oh, I hate flying. I don't like it. The last movie I watched on a plane was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And, the, you know, it gets kind of graphic towards the end. And I'm like, man, I hope there aren't any, like, kids behind me trying to trying to peep, trying, no. to, trying to look at people getting slashed up, shot Jeez. up. Jeez Louise. <laughs> I shouldn't allow that stuff on planes. I, um, right. I actually did watch... I was going to watch House Hunters because I saw House Hunters was on the Delta thing. I was like, oh, I love House Hunters. And I went to pull it up and I was like, wait, I've already seen that episode. Wait, I've already seen that episode. I've already seen every episode that they had on the plane. So I, was I, like, th- oh. I think this is what our boy Ethan is talking about when he that said we, we don't get, <laughs> well, we get, we get away from the subject too often. <laughs> Whatever. House Hunters is a good show. If you watch it, especially the new episodes, you're going to learn a lot about editing. Like it's edited really well. It's a fucking great show. Um, Evan. So, uh, look, Tree Fort. Chris is going to be coming in March, most likely, to fill in for you. If you had to break it down to a couple big picture things for him, 
What are your big lessons that you took away from it? Lessons. Okay. Well, and then also we can, you know what? Let's talk workflow. Actually, we'll get into lessons. Yeah. Later. Let's, do let's workflow talk workflow. First. Okay. First. Sure. Workflow. Uh, the, the workflow is every day. There's, you know, tons of shows going on. Typically they're at the, the PM, but usually there's some AM events that the guys all go out and cover. So that's, you know, the time to sort of rest and enjoy Boise, Idaho outside the festival. If you're me, go for to a bike fair, ride or something. Say AM, when, you say, when you say AM events, you mean like 12 3 PM, PM to 4 3 PM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So that's your time to kind of when the sun is up is a.m. So that's when you're out here by yourself doing your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing really to do. Um, so you're, you're kind of can sleep. You can do whatever you want to do. Um, go get yourself a baked potato with some ice cream in it. Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn. I mean, Evan was the one who pioneered like going to tree fort and doing stuff that wasn't related to music. (laughs) Like Evan, it, during the day is he'll always just like randomly come back and I'll run into him and he'll be like yeah I just went for like a 14 mile bike ride down the greenway I'm like what the fuck he's like yeah I went I went to a spa I went hiking I went to this fucking random I'm like yeah. alright yeah you went and did all the things I went to a senior was, center thrift store this year and got a pair of shorts for $2.11 that was my, my yo best. that's a come up <laughs> I mean Evan was a thrift king he was getting a lot of stuff alright back to so work then during the day yeah back to workflow during the day you're doing your own thing but then you know, footage will start rolling in, I guess. Well, it doesn't really roll in. You kind of have to figure out, you know, how to meet up with the shooters or in, in this case, it was great to have a hotel room that we were able to use as kind of our home base. So people could come in, they could throw their cards on the table. They would use their other cards. Seems like this year, all the guys gear had dual SIM card or dual SD card st- slot so they could leave one and still go shoot. And then we could just do a hot swap where I could meet them out at a venue and give them their old card back. Um, basically I would pull everything into a timeline, like doing like less than one second selects, like is as short, basically as selects as I possibly could. So I would be playing stuff usually at like two times speed doing like in, out, insert in the timeline, next clip, like all through the keyboard, trying to move as, as quickly as possible and just use my instincts of like, that was a good, that was good. That was good. And just like realizing that. I'm going to have to cut so much of this stuff out. So don't give myself a lot to go through later. So, you know, once I, I come through stuff, I feel like it's about 1030 usually at night and I'm feeling like I've got, you know, 50 to 60% of the footage. And so then it's kind of like trying not to get drunk before, you know, too late. That's what I'm most afraid of. Is it sounds like you have late <laughs> nights and you know, I, I'm going to have to, self-control yeah yeah well it's like everybody's jealous of you when you're sleeping in and then they're all looking at you like you're crazy when you're drinking water or they're getting sloshed yet (laughs) you know it's like oh yeah well my night's gonna go a little later i feel like there's a couple different ways to approach it though like what we tended to do this year at least i feel like we really had most of the cuts done the night before maybe there were a couple days where you would wake up early and and do them but for the most part we had them most of the way at like two or three in the morning. So we'd be, you know, I guess that is still pretty late, but I think the other option is to like go through selects real quick and then wake up in the morning and like knock it out, you know, between nine and 10 or nine and 11, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I did for a couple of the days this year, but uh, I I think it's easier. Usually I kind of have that energy at night just to kind of go through it and, and then 
I don't want to leave too much on my plate in the morning just in case something goes wrong, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, usually at the, in the morning, what happens is I'll go over there and then we'll kind of watch through it. And there's like usually very minimal notes. It's it's always like just make sure we're including the bands who we're supposed to include. And um, then we send it off to the the people at the festival, probably sometime like 11, 1130. And they this time i think we flew through with zero notes i mean i think everything got approved immediately which was very surprising because with you know COVID in the protocols that the festival was using i was really kind of wondering how much you know censorship we were going to need to do and how what kind of shots we could and couldn't show and i thought especially that first day i was nervous that we were going to have a few revisions because i don't really work in a world where people just a-okay the cut <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? yeah but I mean, that's a shout out to them because they are, they always let us, they kind of like let us do our thing, you know, which is cool. Like yeah. they just let us drive. It is. Um, they respect the people who, you know, we're making the best choices that we can and they respect it. Right. Um, so, uh, takeaways, lessons learned and right. anything important. Le- lesson uh, is that on the first night, Alexi will always lose his temper about something it'll be people aren't working hard enough people aren't grateful to be here this this shit isn't right no. and then the next four days it's coast egg alexi is, is golden and he's happy again but that if that, it's what i think if it's what i think it was i think the first night was justified unless it was, he was mad at you in case in that case it would not be justified what did you think it's it was? just been um, a, a trend a, i've seen you know or not Oh, not, it's Vince overshooting. Yeah. That is what I was mad about. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair, Evan. If, if they're overshooting, it's it's fair. And it's, you know, not what? saying I, it I, isn't I'm, fair. I'm just saying look, it's just no to expect it. The lesson is oh there will be God. pressure applied on the first night. I'm, I'm never mad. I'm just disappointed. As look, you put we, it, I'm not mad. I'm just talking New York. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucked up. <laughs> That's all I could say. It was four in the morning and I was I was lit off some fucking tequila. Well, well, look, with the Vince thing, he, he was on on the first half of the show. And uh, we we legit like I had this conversation with him about how he should shoot because I like I have shot for tree for it before I've never edited. And I know Alexi had this conversation with him separately and he still didn't pay attention to to us. So it was frustrating. I mean, yeah. And he's used to shooting a whole different way. Yeah. You know, that's how it goes. He's used to shooting like he was even saying this in the first half of the episode. He was used to shooting long form and getting like the full sets, you know, but would you say that that got better and better as as that went along? It was just because to me, it felt like the first night it was actually bad. Look, there he is walking around behind us. And the, you can see him in the Zoom call. But the first night, it was a lot of footage. It got better, though, over time, right? It got a little better. Yeah, it did. I, 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 I think what really made it better was that your attitude about the whole thing was much more chill. You know, that, that- My attitude's been chill, dog. It was just that first night. I just want it to be good. And I don't want us to be well, up till four every morning. You know what's scary, night. though, is this time it's going to be during March Madness. So, uh, so you're going to be mad all mad week. mad as hell all yeah. week, yeah. you know? No, come on, man. It was, uh, you, you get where I was coming from. It's because the first night, I don't want it to, I want everyone to, I don't want us to have to stay up till 4.30 in the morning every single night, which we had to do on the first night. And it's not like we decided to, like we actually had to, yeah, had to, to get through, through the stuff, Yeah, you know? So it's it, it it's one of those things, and it's not like I was mad; I was just disappointed. You know what I'm saying? That's all it is. That's all it is. Um, but ultimately, I think uh, the the stuff we put out was really good. You know, and it was it was really interesting sitting there and having you do the uh, like two monitors where like you were kind of mirroring. He was mirroring his setup to the 
big screen TV. Okay. And so basically, like, I would just get to watch as you were going through selects and say, like, oh, here are a couple key shots I want to see in it. But ultimately, whatever you put out, I'm going to say it's good. You know, I'm not like, I'm not going to hate on it. Right. And then there was always the, uh, whoa, 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 go to this uh, four minute take that I shot of us, you know, so we can have a laugh. And that's fun. I mean, it is always a, a lot of fun to do this. And, and I think that that's another lesson and something that you really want in this, you know, coverage. And, and that's why we keep going back is because if you're not having fun, then it's really not, you know, worth coming, you know, because nobody's making money really, you know, it's really more about an experience and trying to, you know, get some great footage and and have some have some fun at the festival and you know have a yeah. purpose have some i mean there's no reason that i should have the access that i do at that festival as the editor but you know <laughs> why not maybe i'll bump into christian scott like you did you know that's that's dope i was able yeah. to buy a drink for open mike eagle this year and talk his ear off and be like come to st louis man he's like what venue should I go to there? So, dude, I mean, but that's it. That's exactly what it is. It is about like, you know, having the access and stuff. And you're right. Like, you know, for us, it it's honestly more of like a passion project. Yeah, it's that's that's what it is. I mean, like, in a way, you, I, I mean, you get paid actual money, but you also get paid in that access because, you know, yeah, we do it for yeah. a pretty low rate. Like, and we're we're there to have a good time. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that that's what it really all comes down to. And, you know, so what we did was we added the daily recaps. We still have the whole thing left to deliver which is the full festival recap video mm-hmm. um and you know who is going to be editing that a little bit evan it's your boy vince so he's going to get to go oh, through his shit. footage you know nice so he's going to see how it is to edit it you know yeah and, and maybe he'll learn for next time like why did i shoot so much i think it was yeah, really it was valuable to shots. have the shooters come and watch the selects and see each other's shots you know especially for people that were new to the festival but even for veterans uh, that like, you know, Brad and, and Tyler that had, had been several times to be able to see the coverage and see the way that the other ones shoot is like, oh, OK, I'm, I'm like I'm getting a sense of how you guys cover this same thing, because it's, it's all the same thing. You're standing in the pit and you're shooting up at a stage generally, and, you know, and there's only so many ways to really approach that. So it's like I, I yeah. like when, when they just set the mousetrap, as I said on that first day when they were asking for advice, I'm like, let the action happen in front of the camera. Don't do too many rack focuses. Don't try to be panning around and catching everything. Just set up a shot, get it in focus and let the fucking magic happen. You know, like that's all yeah. we need. I don't need fancy camera tricks and stuff. So that's that's another huge lesson for me, too, is that like if you're working with good shooters like you had, then it makes my job so much easier. I think um, one one thing also, like in terms of watching back the selects with the shooters, is that something that you uh, you set up with them, or did you guys just naturally all end up in the room at the same time? Because uh, Vince mentioned that in the first half of this episode as well. He yeah. said he liked sitting there with the shooters, going back on the selects, being able to kind of you know see the different approaches of it and like collaborate right on on the future approach it was it was just me kind of putting myself in the situation you know like that saturday uh, friday night i think maybe saturday night oh the where night we the were airbnb. all having some fun back at the airbnb and i brought the laptop over and i kind of just set it up and was just editing in front of everybody and so i think that was it just it was there you know i didn't ask anybody to actually sit down and watch it but i kind of figured if i pulled it up that it's all interesting stuff to look at right. that people would be kind of drawn to it. And it, yeah. 
they all pulled up chairs and sat around and had a white claw. Yeah, that, I mean, it was, it was good it, because the, the string out sequence was what, like 40 minutes or something like that? Usually like, each, no, each, each day they were about 10 minutes long. So, yeah, the full like all the days, I think, was like about 40, 50 minutes of, of and, just and we, one second clips. At some that, point, that's the selects. You got 40 minutes of one second selects. Yeah, over five summer. days. A yeah. things are a little longer. Damn. But, There's, no, but the like, thing is, it's so much good stuff. What we did was at that point, we threw it on loop and just like let it play in the background while we were like listening to music and just drinking and chilling. That's and actually talking. really cool. And it was cool because every time you'd look up, you'd see something else. You'd be, oh, shit. And so it was actually a great call. Evan, that was a wonderful call. Someone said to put it on YouTube. They're like, you should put the whole selects on YouTube. I was like, that's a good idea. I'm yeah. going to pitch that to Megan. Yeah, why not? But um, let's see. Uh, anything else? You have any questions about Tree 4? Yeah, I mean, just from... Uh like, do you bother running proxies or anything, or does it run pretty quickly on your laptop? For, for the drone stuff that we get, I always crank that into proxies. And okay. uh, the first night, we were kind of hit because we we had thought maybe we wanted to do 60 frames a second, and that turned out to be not really worth it because we don't really throw anything into slow-mo for these quick sizzle reels anyway. And even if yeah. we did want to throw something into slow-mo, we could do it and it, the 60 frames isn't going to really help us all that much. And what it did, it just slowed us down quite a bit. So yeah, we shot 24, down. 1080, everything looked really good for the most part. The, the, the drone stuff was like 4K and is like in this format that is just really hard for the computer. But in, in Premiere, I just right clicked it all, dude, create proxies and then had it spit out something in the background. It was, that, was that, really those easy. DJI clips always chug along. Mm-hmm. They're always terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, in terms of the way you were editing, the way you had your timelines and stuff set up, I thought that was really interesting because uh, Evan did this thing where he basically had two timelines up at once, and I feel like you were pulling it, stuff down. I don't know what pan- you were pancake doing. Pancake editing? No idea. Um, yeah, once I have my selects, I'll do like a pancake edit where I have like the selects on top and then the actual cut on the bottom, and then I just kind of drag through. What I did do is I like had every shooter pick a color and then labeled all the the clips in that color. And so that way, when I'm looking at the timeline, I can sort of see, okay, these are Brad shots. These are Tyler shots. And then at the end of the night, you can kind of see who made, you know, the cut the most. And when one not even had the ability to kind of group shows together a little bit and could kind of see like, okay, well, I've already used Tyler shots from this show. So let me get, grab a few from Brad and just was really able to kind of mix up visually that way, um, just using using color labeling. But the way that I usually pull selects is just to try to get that program monitor as big as possible, or the source monitor, I should say. And then just using the keyboard, like shift one to go to the, the program bin, shift O to open it in the source window, hitting L to play it, you know, probably hitting L again to speed it up, setting in and out with I and O, and then hitting comma, or period to insert it into the point edit. Yeah. To insert it in. Yeah, exactly. I mean, dude, he was flying. He was like no mouse, just all keyboard. I was like, man, you know, that's a real OG right there. Like me, I'm, I, I don't, I'm not very efficient when it comes to editing. I've got like my own style and I can, I can do my thing efficiently, but I still have never in my life edited with just two hands on a keyboard. I'm like not that good, you know. It's so I I definitely prefer to have a mouse. But it, when I was doing the new stuff, I was literally editing on a laptop in a car, mm-hmm. and a lot of time using the mouse didn't make sense. The NLE I was using at the time made it a lot easier to just stay on your keyboard than Premiere does. But I used to edit like that all the time. It's that's exactly how I'd pull selects. It's just 
drop them down one by one. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever talk to an avid editor, they'll they'll say all oh, you premiere editors, you just click and drag editors. Everything's got to be with the mouse, you know? They yeah. Look yeah, down yeah. on you for that. It's like, oh, you got to set your track a, position, you know, targeting, you know, the right track and doing all this stuff. It's like, I wouldn't say I'm a click and drag editor. I'm more of like a copy and paste editor. <laughs> like I just cut and paste shit all over my timeline. Like just, that's just how I operate. Well, see my, my same solution for that would be like, I don't go these days. I don't go through the bin like that. And one at a time, what I would do is probably put them all in the same timeline and pull them up. But I pull them up without uh, using my mouse. Like I, I do it once I have everything in the sequence, I'm a lot more comfortable just doing the, the JKL stuff and cutting and then I'll just select and alt option up. And then, you know, I, I pull my selects mm-hmm. and then I just create my new sequence after that. Yeah. I, I will say that if I was tasked with doing the recaps, like you were Evan, I would, a, I would not be nearly as organized with it. And B, I would, straight up like i wouldn't even go through all the footage i don't think like that was the critique that tyler and brad gave me the year i started they were like oh alexi never even looks at all of our footage you know thank you for yeah i don't because for me the the task like the task is like make one 55 seconds of good shit and once i get to 55 seconds of good shit and i've like included the people who need to be included I'm done. I'm right. cranking that thing out because, you know, I, 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 pers- I can't, ha- I didn't have the bandwidth to be up all night editing. Look, this, the the shooter should take that as a compliment because they shot so well that you don't have to go through all of it to get yeah. the shots you need. You, you have them all right up front. I mean, but that's why I'm not like a fucking career editor is because I don't want to sit there looking at all the footage. Sorry, clients who might hear this in the future. I just don't <laughs> do that. Like, that's not how I operate. I, I'm more of a producer than I am an editor. Well, yeah, I mean, this week we have a, a project where editing a sizzle. We for, for a two minute sizzle, we have over four hours of b-roll to go through and it doesn't make sense to actually go through all that b-roll for something that you need to turn around in two days it's like that's the thing is when the when the when the client asks for a really quick turnaround like that they need to understand that the process will change because the turnaround is so quick like i'm not gonna look through every fucking thing because i just don't have time to do that or else i would be up until you know all hours of all night editing this shit and i'm not about to do that sorry you know but Evan, you, I mean, you crushed it. Like we're, we're in March, you know, we're going to miss you if you can't make it. We got Chris. He's going to, he's going to be able to do it. You know, we're going to get him off some gummies. And he's just gonna be <laughs> you you, you guys all made me feel pretty awesome at that festival. I'll say, man, you guys treated me like I was some sort of wizard for just doing my job. So that was really appreciated. I mean, I, it's, it's great. You know, when, when talented people work together and they can see that and they stay in their own lanes, it's, it's awesome. You know, nobody was trying to come over and try to tell me how to edit. And I definitely wasn't out there being like, Oh, you guys should shoot this better here. Let me take your camera. You know, like, no, we, we <laughs> let people do what they're good at. Everyone's going to be in my lane because no one respects me and I'm not a good editor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in Chris's lane. I'm going to be like, Chris, you stop. Look, can't look at all the footage, man. You can't look at all the footage. <laughs> There's another lesson that the auto reframe is not worth your time. Like, any- Dude, no, it is we've not. learned that. Yeah, we've absolutely learned that thing fucking sucks. Oh yeah, so are you are you cutting one by ones? This year we cut four by fives and, and uh, nine by sixteens. Four by oh, fives were not- actually the main thing that we saw on Instagram. Sixteen nines go on YouTube, and then the Instagram nine stories get nine by sixteen. So yeah, oh, and they man. were going to put them on TikTok, I think, as well. I don't the know four by fives, they're great. I hate nine by sixteens. 
Yeah, I mean, but not, it's not, actually probably better for like a, a, a sh- like music shooting. Yeah, I'm used you, to doing it for be a sports. Person. It's yeah. like one person. Yeah, yeah. I'm used to doing nine by sixteens for sports where there's action and like it just never looks good. Nine by sixteens are tough, but that's part of the part of the game. I, I'm actually fine with four by fives. I think four by fives are like this great middle ground yeah. where they actually look kind of cool and. You get enough real estate. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. fills up the screen nice enough. We're on a vertical, which you know most people are watching vertical now. You know we've, so we've shifted. L- let let me ask you about uh like the organizational aspect of knowing who shot what. Like, do you have a, a conversation when you're handing the card off, or you know when they're handing the card off to you, or do you just like have a big sheet that you refer to and you know exactly who they just shot and who you're looking for? You know. The, that's the, the it's tough. I, I think I asked the guys to kind of tell me like who was they were shooting and it, it's usually kind of unclear. I don't really know. Usually it kind of ends up me being like, who was this? I have to ask them later, you know, or I can kind of guess based on like, I look at the schedule and see the who, what the venue it was, you know, and piece it back oh, together. Yeah. But usually yeah. there's only, you know, a handful of like need to haves in there. And it's usually the headliners or more important people that are a little bit more obvious. I mean, we also put together like a daily schedule for each shooting team and they're all together on like they're in all all in one PDF that I print out for everyone. And so if you look at that, those are the need to haves. And so you'll know that they covered them. Okay. The thing is in between, they're free to go cover whoever they want. And so that kind of muddies things up where you go, well, fuck, I know that one of these bands is you know, band X. I don't know which one it is though. So sometimes you got to, you know, okay. Google it or some That's shit. good to know though, because like my mindset going into next time, whenever we have our pre-production meeting, I'm going to have everyone, I'm going to make sure that everyone's camera time code is aligned. Like, I don't, Oh, with like time of day. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's so that, smart. So that's that I smart. can just like look go at in. Evan. Evan's like, Hmm, I don't know if they're going to do it. Good luck yeah, with that. I, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know these shooters. I know. Yeah. I mean, look, let, let them do their art. Hey, you know what? Ultimately, if you had three shooters that were just me, you wouldn't have any problems because you wouldn't be getting that much footage. <laughs> I would literally walk in there. I would get three to five shots and I would leave and that's it. And um, would the video be good? No, probably not. But would the video be done quickly? Yes, it would. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole idea. I think um, every year we start out with pretty big ambitions about what we can actually do. You know, like we want to do more Nat sound. We want to do other types of videos. And it just becomes uh, a challenge to really I- exceed, you know, expectations every day. You know that we 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 try to do something unique. I think there's always like something that we try to put in there that's like we haven't done that before. We haven't tried that. Let's do this. You know. But each year I tell myself like, oh, this year I'm going to do some stuff with stills, or I'm going to like just have some breakup with like the the. I'm going to actually pause the music and do a sound effects or and cut to Nat sound, and it always just ends up being like. Man, that's it's a lot to try to 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 pull off. You know, it's like a lot. Just like focus on what the deliverable is that, and, and don't get crazy. The, that's the stuff that's really hard to do in the daily recaps. But for the for the festival wide recap, it's 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 reasonable. You know, you can do that kind of stuff. Like I remember I've thrown in in the past some of those, like you said, like we did a little Polaroid stills like they pop up. We, we've done like, you know, music drops, obviously, and sound effect bits and, you know, a few tree forts ago when we used to really lean into the YouTube content, we would make like we would pitch. And I don't know if you're part of the team then, Evan, but we would pitch and make like 
you know, the uh, like short form videos. So like we would go one time we got a comedian, Tamara Catan, and we went with him around Tree Fort and kind of did like a day in the life of Tree Fort type thing. Yep. We've done little games. Oh, where, yeah. Weren't you a host of a game a game show? Yeah, we once. did like a Tree Fort trivia game show. So we've done a lot of stuff. In retrospect, it was not properly uh, positioned, I guess. Like we were doing it to turn them around and throw them on YouTube or Facebook. That's not the place for them. They really belong now. If we were to do them, they would belong on TikTok and they would have to be basically done like on a phone. Yeah. Like, I yeah. would have to hold what phone and like use it as a microphone and then someone else would film on like iPhone 12 or something and then we would just marry those clips and send it out and like post that day. I think that is how those things would hit and they would probably hit as IG stories as well. But I don't uh, I think that we were a little misguided in those efforts. But now that's why the the content now is just the recaps. That's what we focus on is yeah. because it's it's a losing battle trying to chase like real time content like that. I don't I don't think well, and a way I, to do I, it. I think another part of it is like as far as IG stories and, and TikToks, there's probably a lot of people in the crowd who are already doing that. Yeah. So Tree Fort's probably getting a lot of that stuff circulating anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it would be fun like for their 10 year anniversary if like you could reach out to the fans and be like, hey, do you have videos from Tree Forts of the past? Like and use some people's like videos that they've saved in their phone that would they probably be easy to find you know they just search for boise idaho or whatever date and then kind of yep. do some like fan compilation thing that you know we could still cut it and make it like a recap but it would be like fans and we could shout out handles you know for me that was always like that's how you drive like the organic growth of being like oh you they tagged me they you know let me share this with my right. friends and then more and more people see it rather than just our our group yeah. And I mean, one thing you brought up, Evan, when we were at the festival, uh, you were saying a similar concept to that, I think, where you were like, we should talk to people and say, you know, talk to them beforehand and ask like when, you know, had they been to Shreveport before and how it's changed and then just get like one quick little bite from them and stuff like that and just throw those up. And I think that's a great idea. I'm going to like carry that forward into next year i think and yeah you know, it, gonna, it seems like the, the team that uh tree Fort has is a pretty large team uh for the social media and there's probably you know a good network of people that know fans and people that come regularly mm -hmm. and it'd be great to tap into some of those tree Fort regulars and be like all right tell me some stories like off camera and then we'll kind of like get a, like a few like recorded for a little thing you know yeah i mean it would be a great promo campaign honestly like if we were to come up with some of those and find people who have those stories and then kind of or even talk to some of the artists who you know artists who exactly been around a lot you and know, if you could sit down with doug marsh or exactly and i feel like you that would be a fun promo campaign if you drop like you know one of those every couple days on ig stories on tiktok whatever in the month leading up to it it's, it'll drive people there i don't know i mean these are conversations we're going to have in the next few next few months probably with Megan. Um, all right. Well, I think we're, we're about near the end here. Evan, you have any, uh, any wrap up thoughts on tree four and anything uh, you want to, any words of wisdom to leave the people with, to leave Chris with, cause <laughs> he's going to, he's going to have to uh, cut like his life depends on it. Does it? No, oh. just, uh, you know, save your energy. It's a long festival. Know that, you know, any sort of uh, stretching that you do in terms of trying to pull an all-nighter or a really late-nighter or any sort of illicit substances you may put in your body, you're going to, you know, have consequences for those actions that, yeah you know, I, it's... I know <laughs> I cannot edit drunk. I know that. So, I'm, I can't drink. Damn, you can't edit drunk? 
I, I don't like to. I, I'm, I'm all right at editing after a drink or two, but yeah, I'd prefer not to. Yeah. See me, I, I love I, to smoke weed, but I do not like to edit high because I cannot, I cannot make high. decisions. I'm like, this all looks so good. I don't know. When I'm drunk, I have much more ability to be like, gone. No, 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 no. You know, yeah, just exactly, really exactly, brutal. Exactly. <laughs> I can't, I cannot edit high at all. I cannot. If I, if I smoke, I'm not touching Premiere. It's just not happening. I do love to watch my cut. It's cuts when I'm high and think about how I might cut it tomorrow or something, you know, but yeah. Chris, what about you? Um, you know, I could probably cut on an edible. Like if I, if I smoke a blunt or something to the dome, I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be kind of useless yeah like i can edit i'm just gonna be really slow about it like when i'm drunk i am an impatient editor like i will just make decisions kind of like you were talking about evan but i don't always make good decisions <laughs> yeah i just, I just I mean, make decisions that's part of the fun of it is that you don't have the wherewithal to know if it's a bad decision or a good decision you're just making it <laughs> exactly um your goal is to get it out the door yeah yeah, yeah. no i think i could probably edit on on a Edit edible 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 e- edible. Damn, we're gonna get you a little edible <laughs> edit gummies. Um, but no, I'd probably ultimately stay away from it as much as I could and just get blasted at three a.m. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, three three to six a.m. That's gonna be my party that's window. Be your party. You by yourself, <laughs> yeah. waiting for two hours for Del Taco. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, Evan, thank you for coming on. I think this was a, a really fun, productive episode. Uh, shout out to. Ethan Lethal, wherever the fuck his name is, their name is. Uh, hopefully, we stayed on topic enough for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think this time we actually did talk uh, kind of in depth about w- what the process is like at uh, you know covering a music festival, being the yeah. media team at a music festival. Yeah, yeah, I think I think uh, there's a lot to learn, and I uh, hope the Tree Fort people like it. Um, hope they even get this far in it. You know, if you got this far, Megan, just uh, text me like uh, an emoji of the sun. And uh, and then I'll know that you got this far, you know. Wow, um, Evan, thanks again for joining us, Chris. Uh, where can people find us, Evan? Also, where can people find you? I don't know if you want got anything to plug. Same as last time is videobyevan.com. He's he's got a great reel on there. Really, really lets you into his personality. It's true. Uh, Sizzle reel, man. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram at Sizzle Real Gang. We're on Gmail. Sizzle Real Gang at gmail.com. We're on Gmail. It gets me every time. <laughs> we uh, we have a Sizzle Real cold line. Burr. Uh, it's 332 We have a Patreon, Shishkin Productions, and we have a TikTok, That's Shishkin right. Productions. Yep. And then if you want to... Uh, also, follow Tree Fort Music Fest. That's the big one. Yeah. Follow Tree Fort Music Fest. They're everywhere. If you Google Tree Fort Music Fest, it'll come up. Um, the next Tree Fort is in Boise, Idaho. March, March 23rd through 27th. 7th, correct. Yeah, 23rd to the 27th. If you're a music fan at all um, of any genre of music and you like independent music, you like music discovery, you want to just be in the thick of it, surrounded by artists, surrounded by bands, uh, and not just on stage. They're also the people who go to the shows. Uh, every band plays multiple shows. There's secret shows. There's also a great beer scene, a great food scene. They got yoga. They got movies. Um, it really is an immersive week in Boise. I know it sounds off the beaten path. People say, what the fuck is Idaho? And I agree. A lot, there's a lot of what the fuck is Idaho, right? Yeah, but yeah. that week in Boise is amazing. Um, and you get a real real exposure to the DIY music community. The fans so are the best. The fans are really great at that festival. There's no douchebags. Well, yeah, 
Everyone is everyone is super nice, and yeah. it's and everyone wants to see the festival succeed. So every you know everyone just like participates in such a great way. It's it's like by artists for artists, yeah, and it's yeah. just a community festival. It goes back to what Vince said in the first segment: it's collaboration, not competition. Exactly. You know. Um, and on that note, uh, Sizzlers, thank you very much for listening. And you know what we're gonna do? I mean, we're gonna catch you next time, as, as always. Oh, I thought you were gonna say we're gonna play you out with some Sting. Oh, that doesn't even need saying. Here's Sting. Productions Podcast.